Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Have you heard us talk about the unimaginable lately? Well, in this episode, Joshua explains how to manifest the unimaginable life. As I was channeling it yesterday, it became so clear to me that when we try to manifest what we think we want, it's trying to get us to feel something that we lack the feeling of. Obviously, if you match your vibration to that thing you think you want, well, by the time you get it, you feel that way anyway. So the journey from the desire to the manifested thing is one of changing your perspective. In that case, it doesn't make sense to want anything specific. And this is what this episode is really about. When you want something specific, you can manifest it, but it's not going to make you feel the way you thought you'd feel. And it's just going to be another version of something else someone's done before. It's not unimaginable. This whole idea of unimaginable, have you ever heard anyone talk about this before? It is having experiences that no human has ever had before. And Christy and I have had a bunch of them in the last year, probably about 100 in the coaching calls or in the QLT, things like that. We've been sharing a lot of them. Well, we're going to start our next podcast or another podcast, which is called An Unimaginable Life. We're also writing a book called An Unimaginable Life. And this is going to be a podcast about all these unimaginable experiences. We're going to do it usually live with a group of people. And if you want to get involved in that, we'll let you know when that's coming up. I've got a bunch of recorded ones first, so we'll probably start with those and then have some live calls and things like that. And we'll let you all know where that is. But until then, enjoy this episode, because if you're getting to this idea of manifestation, you know you don't want to hold on to an ideal. You you know you don't want to be attached to an outcome. And you actually don't want anything specific. The more specific you get, the more restricted it all becomes. Let yourself just go with the flow of what's happening, soften those desires, and see what happens. I'll bet you you'll find it's unimaginable. One thing you got to do, though, is you got to get your identity out of the way. The identity is a super limiting thing, so think about softening that. One way to do that is think about all the things you're afraid of doing. Why? Because it has something about your identity in there, like the clothes you wear, the car you drive, the places you go, the friends you have, the activities that you do. It's all based on identity. When you let that go, suddenly your whole world opens up. If you want to live an unimaginable life, you got to be free to experience anything. And you really have to work on this fear thing. The fear thing is what gets everyone tripped up. And I think that's why Foundations is such an amazing course, because it really delves into this fear thing that really open you up to this idea of fear. You really look at it for the very first time, and we show you exactly how to process the fear. We're going to have another Foundations course in about three weeks. If you'd like to get into that, you'll have to send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, or you can go to the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com and check it out right there. We're also having a retreat in uh, October 19th to the 23rd. There's three spots available. So if you're interested in that, hurry, and I'll send you all the information. And we're going to do a mass meditation on September 9th. We're recording a special meditation for it. We're going to do it in concert with a whole bunch of other groups, and it will be the meditation that Christy channels. We should have that out pretty soon. So if you want a copy of that and be involved in the meditation on our side with our group, we'll have a special Zoom call. It'll be at noon on September 9th. And there's also a reason we're doing it, which we'll let you know if you send us an email. 
There's a special reason for it. We've been asked to do it. We've been asked by a special group, and it's very interesting. In fact, it's another unimaginable experience. So thanks again for being here. Like, subscribe, share this with your friends, leave a review. If you could do anything for us, the thing to do is leave a review. Thanks so much for being here and enjoy this episode. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Do you remember before you came into this reality? Can you think about yourself at that time, what you were planning, what you were intending to explore in this reality? Can you imagine the power that you were in the non-physical, putting yourself into this body, going down through the densities, forgetting who you are along the way, and then emerging to feel separate and to feel like an individual? And why would you do such a thing? Well, because you're all intrepid explorers. You all came for the experience. Many came for the experience of feeling. Many came to see what they could become. Many came to lead the way, to chart a new path, to adopt a new perspective. That's why you're here. That's why you're on this call now or listening to a later date. You've come to change things up a bit, shake things up, and perceive things in a new way. Reach for a new perspective. You're all doing that now. You're all engaging in a belief system that does not align with the human belief system of fear, but more with the non-physical you, more with the non-physical understanding of neutrality and adventure and fun and joy and manifestation. You came to create because in this reality, you create things that cannot be created in other realities. You came to see what was possible for you. You came to shake it up. You see, in this reality where most of human existence has been lived in fear, most of it has been created the same thing over and over again, just by a different name or a different flavor, but basically it was a creation in fear. You've come to create in love. What could be created in love? Well, that would be the unimaginable. What is possible to be created when you are not holding on to outcomes or wishing for things to improve or holding on to ideals? What could be created has never been created before, and some of you are starting to see that now. There are no limits in this reality, just as there is no limits in the non-physical reality. In the non-physical, we do not birth desires because we do not have the same sort of perspective that you have. There is no fear whatsoever. We live in absolute bliss and connection. And we revel in what you create down here because as soon as you birth a desire, it is created in the non-physical. When you become a match to that desire, then it is released into your reality. But for you to become a match to a desire, often you believe you must imagine it. You must think about it. You must hope for it. You must set goals for it. You must effort and struggle, and this is not the case at all. What you are simply doing is shifting to a perspective where that thing that you want or that idea becomes manifested. You see, when you have a problem and you want a solution, you're generally stuck in that vibration of the problem to have the solution come to you, to be released into your reality. You must rise to the vibration of the solution. If you think something is wrong, you're in the vibration of the problem. If you think something is bad, you're in the vibration of bad. And if you think something is good and wonderful and easy and joyful, when those things come along quite easily, but they're usually some variation of something you've seen before. To reach for the truly unimaginable is to let all that go. To say, the rules do not apply for me anymore. You see, all those rules were established by those living in fear. The way you think your reality works 
It is generally an agreement among all humans who have been taught to believe certain things. When you let that go and you start to imagine that there are no rules, that you are a magnificent, eternal, limitless being of pure, positive love and acceptance, that you by birthright are entitled to anything you can ever want or hope or dream for, and that you set intentions, very powerful intentions for what you explore in this physical reality this time around. When you let that go, what you think you know, you will find new things happening. You will find the unimaginable. And then you will be moved to an even higher perspective because when you see what's available to you that is not available to most people, you will notice that you must be powerful. You will understand that you have a certain capability of creation. And that creation is never done through efforting and struggling. It's always done through rising to the perspective that will allow that to come through. So then if you think about it, what is your purpose for being here? It's actually to chart a new course to a higher perspective. And how do you do such a thing? Well, you have to think of yourself not in the human terms, not in your identity. You let that go. You soften that. You soften your limiting beliefs. And you naturally rise to higher and higher and higher perspectives, being guided every step of the way by your inner self and your guidance supporters and others you meet along the way. And you see yourself not as an individual, but one with all that is, not as powerless, but all powerful, not as the human that you seem to think you are, but as the non-physical energy that you truly are. When you let go of these ideas about the limitations that are imposed upon you and realize that all limitations are self-imposed and you can remove those limitations one by one by looking at them objectively, proving to yourself that they're false and not believing anyone else but yourself. You have all the answers within. You have complete connection to your inner self. You can have, be, and do anything in this reality, yet to specifically want something, generally that something is based in lack. And you think, of course, you would feel better if that thing was there, or if the conditions were changed, or if you could control things, or the people. If you let it go and didn't need to protect yourself, well, then you could be moved to experiences and then see what happens when you become a vibrational match to the higher vibrational version of you that exists all the time, that is always with you, and is always guiding you through your emotions. The fun thing about this reality is that it's a feeling reality. All you're ever doing is feeling something. You may say, that's a good feeling, that's a bad feeling. But in essence, they're all feelings. There is no good or bad, they're all neutral. You assign labels to them. You've learned these labels, you think that you should shy away from that which could cause you negative emotion. But really, the negative emotion is simply coming from a perspective that's not accurate. If you were tuned to the perspective of your inner self, you would feel no negative emotion. It would not be possible for you. If you processed your limiting beliefs and understood the difference between rational and irrational fear, well, then there'd be nothing to fear because there's very little rational fear in your life. It's mostly irrational. If you could let yourself be comfortable with the uncomfortable, if you could act on inspiration, well, you would quickly rise to a very high perspective, the high perspective of joy, of love, of service to others. When you're moving and shifting and elevating your perspective, when you're paying attention to what's really happening in your reality, when you're seeing the unimaginable and perceiving it to be a wonderful thing that you've accomplished through perspective, 
well, then you'll want more of that. And each time you experience that, your perspective will raise. The only thing you have to do in this reality, since it's a feeling reality, is endeavor to feel good. How you feel is based on your perspective. If your perspective is inaccurate, if how you're perceiving your reality is not the way your inner self is perceiving reality, if it's not true, you will feel negative emotion. If it's more true, you'll feel positive emotion. If it's assigned to some aspect of your identity and that feels good, if you're getting satisfaction from something you think is good about yourself, it's still a limitation. You want to remove that and think about yourself from a much, much higher perspective than that. As you're studying and processing and doing the work and doing your assignments and daily switch practice and meditation, as you're allowing yourself to let go of past trauma and hurt and pain and realize that you set this whole thing up so that you could have a massive shift in perspective in this life. And that shift of perspective would launch you into areas that most humans have never exp explored before. This exploration to come from a low perspective to a high perspective in this life is made available to you through this time. This period of time allows for a massive shift in perspective for every human who wants to do so. There is nothing actually holding you back. You are not limited by where you live or even by money. This is not the case in other past times. In other times, you were limited, basically, because the density of thought in those days was so much more thick and slow and at a low vibration that you couldn't possibly imagine living the life you're living now. Compare this life to any other life you've ever had, and it's truly spectacular. The opportunities are endless here, but it's up to you. It's up to you to think of yourself in higher terms. More like who you truly are in the non-physical. More limitless. More magnificent. Eternal and connected. You are all one. If you can hold on to this idea of oneness, you can opt out of the mundane, of the complaining, of the worry, of the small irrational fears. And you can act on the inspiration. And that inspiration will move you to experiences that are perfect for you designed for you, absolutely designed to shift your own perspective. This whole idea of who could I become? Who could I become feeling separate and forgetting who I am? Who could I become if I intellectually understood the laws of the universe? If I applied those laws? If I processed my limiting beliefs? If I allowed myself to feel good more of the time? If I shifted my perspective and redefined everything, including that which I thought was bad or wrong, if I became more neutral, and if I thought of others more than I did myself. You see, most of your fear, most of the worry and doubt and emotional pain that you feel is because you believe that you lack something or that you won't get what you want. And if you don't get what you want, then how can you be happy? How can you be satisfied? How can you be fulfilled? That's not true at all. You have everything you need, and that's hard for you to understand. But when you start operating as if that is true, as if you need nothing and you are here to serve and 
help and guide others to be a little bit different than they are and to tell them some of the things that you've learned, to be the example of alignment, to know for certain that your inner self is with you in every step, every moment, knows everything that you're feeling, knows your entire perspective and knows the intentions you set prior to your birth. If you would trust in that and let that guide you without needing anything, you would rapidly ascend to a new perspective where everything you truly want exists. When you get to that perspective, the fear is almost non-existent. You will notice that those living in fear are living a denser, thicker, slower, more muted experiences of life. They can't hear their inner self. They have no, ex no examples of ones who are living this new approach to life. Your intention was to be an example. Your intention as a light worker is to be this example. You don't have to do anything for anyone else. All you have to do is be that example. If you're that example of alignment, living this life fully, embracing this reality, knowing you very much wanted to be here, they will notice it. And as soon as they notice it, they will ask or be guided themselves. They will say, how is she doing it? How is he doing it? How is he not worried about this, that, and the other thing? How is he able to be cheerful and joyful and look at all the wonderful things coming into the life? If this person is doing it, I can do it too. And then they'll start to ask. Maybe they don't ask you. Maybe they'll be guided in their own way to certain ideologies and philosophies, certain books and videos, certain podcasts. Maybe they'll be guided their own way, or maybe they will ask you. And when they ask you, will you be ready? Will you be afraid of what they may say or afraid of how you may answer? Or you will just be in confidence and allow your inner self to speak through you. This world that you live in now is a byproduct of fear of generation after generation. And they're trying to do the best they can. They're trying to understand how to live this life, but they're living in an illusion of separation, and that separation causes fear. If you could rise above the fear yourself and be the example of one who does not give into the fear, then you will do more for them than you can ever imagine. You will be that ripple in the pond. Your actions, your words, your deeds, your whole philosophy affects more than you can imagine. It affects the entirety of this mass consciousness of the planet. This is how you serve. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Gail. Hi, Joshua. Thank you for your time. Well, there's a lot going on, but I, I, you kind of answered my questions, but I think I need to hear it more. Um, I'm extremely emotional these days. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Shit. I had the biggest inspiration the other day and it was so exciting it was a wonderful connection with someone this wonderful thing happened as a result but the feeling I felt felt like pain and I immediately got this message sorry that this is love it was very confusing and honestly I would like it to feel like love it feels good but it also really hurts 
and it's wonderful. This happens with music too. I'll get completely overwhelmed and I'll be so happy that I'll just do this. And it's it's not a good way to it's not a good look because I think that this is this this crying makes a lot of noise that I don't want it to be in the way of uh, my progress. Gary always asks the same question. As he's become more emotional himself, as he's been noticing how sensitive he's become, he realizes that all the emotion comes out as crying. Why doesn't it come out as laughing? Why doesn't it come out as fun? Why doesn't it come out as feeling really good? Well, if you were allowed to be emotional as a child, if you were encouraged to be more and more emotional, if you could cry when you're sad and laugh hysterically when you're happy, if you could love deeply and feel that, well, you wouldn't have labeled it as wrong or bad. Your parents, your society, your peers saw emotion as a sign of weakness. It's a misperception based on an inaccurate perspective. This has been going on for millennia. Your human experience is one of feeling. This is a feeling reality. All you're ever doing is feeling something. The emotion that you associated with joy often comes out in tears. And you think, well, that's wrong and bad because that's like crying. But it's a release of trapped emotion as well. You're not used to it. Once you get used to it, you'll love it. You'll enjoy it because it'll be such a relief, such a release. The free flow of your emotions is not really part of the experience in Western society. It's considered inappropriate. Ugly crying is not something that you think is a good thing, but that's just a perspective. Imagine if everyone agreed that the look of crying was beautiful. Everyone would be crying all the time. And so it's simply a redefinition of what you think emotion is. When you get good at this, when you get used to it, when it becomes part of your life, when you're not ashamed of it, then it will feel good. When you realize who you truly are and you move towards higher and higher perspectives, you'll become even more emotional because emotion is a superpower. You're all highly emotionally sensitive people. You chose to be this way because you would not tolerate negative emotion. You'd have to find a solution. It would be too painful. When you are feeling angry, we promise you that feels a lot worse than feeling joy, no matter what your face looks like. You might think, oh, that's a tough guy because he's angry and he's going to get in a fight and that looks better than someone who's crying. It's not true. It's just what society has labeled. You do not have to pay attention to these labels. You can allow yourself to burst into tears at the sight of a newborn or a puppy. doesn't matter. Allow yourself to just feel what you're feeling and then redefine it for yourself. There's no one else here who's going to be doing this for you. You'll be the example of it. Imagine being able to freely express your emotions without any worry about what anyone else thinks. Well, you're not quite there yet, but you're all moving in that direction. If you encourage it amongst each other, it'll be very helpful. 
If you start to see it as a strength rather than a weakness in others and yourself, it'll be much easier to express your emotion. So yeah, it does not feel good now because you're not used to it. When you get used to it, it will start to feel fantastic to you and you will start to see it everywhere. Gary is crying at silly things on TV shows, silly things in public. He watched a parade the other day that crossed right in front of his house. And everyone was cheering on the cheerleaders and they were smiling back and the band was playing and everyone was very enthusiastic. And he thought, what a beautiful scene this was. And tears poured out of his face. Of course, he hid those from the others and wiped them up very quickly and got himself together. But this is what you want. This is a feeling reality. Other realities have not this level of intensity in their feelings. This is what you came for to feel something. When you return to the non-physical, you will have the benefit of this feeling. You will feel things that other entities cannot feel physically. They can't even imagine what the feelings are like. And you'll be able to look at Earth from that perspective and know exactly how everyone is feeling. And this is another dimension that adds to the power of who you are. So think about that. You came for the feeling, the feeling you will take back with you. The feeling will last forever. And in the non-physical, without all the rules and judgment of this fearful society, you will absolutely love the feeling of it and you will want to do it again. Wonderful question. Thank you. Pamela. Hey, Joshua. I'm not completely sure how to ask this question, but the fact that your introduction actually touched on a thought that started formulating in my head earlier today. I'm going to try to figure out how to ask this, but it has to do with when we have desires and whether desires in general actually point to lack all the time. And within that lack, if it actually points to a limiting belief and that in the idea that we need nothing in this physical reality and that if we simply follow inspiration instead of believing that we know what we want if that and continue raising our perspective from that standpoint if that's the quote-unquote secret to life <laughs> that is absolutely the secret to life everything you truly want is there waiting for you it's there in your existence right now it exists at a vibrational state that you cannot perceive from where you are now. Why not? Because your perspective is limited. You believe yourself to be Pamela. Pamela the mother, Pamela the business owner, Pamela the wife, Pamela the daughter, Pamela the previous attorney. You have an identity. This identity is limiting you compared to who you truly are. Magnificent, eternal, limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance. If you were that, if you remembered who you were, you could sit where you are now and see everything. You would exist in a reality that is quite similar to the non-physical. You would snap your finger and zip off to another part of the world if you wanted to. Communicate with anyone telepathically. Have everything brought to you. But that would be boring. The idea here is to come from a limited perspective to a higher perspective. doesn't matter if you came from a perspective of unloved, unappreciated, 
unworthy to possibly the creator of your reality. Massive shift in perspective. That's good enough. That's wonderful. How you see yourself now compared to how you saw yourself when you were 10 is a massive shift in perspective. You feel worthy of certain things, and those things exist in your reality. You feel unworthy of certain things, and those things do not exist in your reality. You may say, oh, I don't want that, or I don't want this. Well, you want it all, everything. And by birthright, you are entitled to it all because you're worthy of it all. If you saw yourself as worthy, you'd have no need for a job, no need for any physical things, no need for food. You would exist on the energy of the environment. And you'd know exactly what you wanted to do, what you're passionate about. You'd be who you truly are. And your natural gifts would just flow from you without attachment to an outcome or what they mean about you. But it's a game. So you get to play with this idea of who is Pamela and who is this non-physical Pamela? There's a difference between the two, but it doesn't matter. You get to choose in this life your perspective. Your perspective will determine the quality of your experience. The higher your perspective, the more joy you'll experience. And it will be unimaginable. The more limited your perspective, well, the more difficult the experience. And that is valuable as well. Doesn't matter. From your non-physical perspective, however you choose to perceive it, it's perfect. You could choose to perceive yourself as unworthy your entire life and have experiences of unworthiness day in and day out. Or you could choose to perceive yourself as absolutely worthy of everything. And you'd have a different experience of life. Not better or worse, just different. But since you shifted and sorted and moved through life and effort and struggled and wished and hoped and dreamed of things, you have a lot of momentum there, and it's moving you generally in that trajectory. At any time, you can stop and say, if I was the pure representation of my non-physical Pamela living in this physical reality, what would I think of this situation? What would I think of this person? What would I actually want? What would I actually do? What would ever be holding me back? What would I really desire? What would I think about more of the time? How much inspiration would I act on? What would I do that I wouldn't do now? If your perspective was 1% higher than it is now, your life would be absolutely, completely unimaginable compared to what it is now. If it was 1% higher than that, it would be completely unimaginable compared to that. A little shift in perspective moves mountains, makes a big difference because your perspective of yourself in your reality compared to who you truly are determines the inspiration you get, the thoughts that come to you, your entire vibration, the choices in front of you, the decisions you make, and where you'll go from here. If you listen to some inspiration, 
and took action on that inspiration, you'd be led into perfect experiences that would enable you to shift your perspective even higher. Think about the experience that you had at the retreat. You allowed yourself to go into that experience. You did not know what was going to happen. You moved through a blockage, a belief system, a perspective that was never true. And you came out the other side and you shifted your entire reality from that point forward. When you look back, you say, oh, I should have done this before. Or I shouldn't have worried about it before. Or I should have been different than I was before. But every choice, every decision, every action, every idea that ever came to you, all the things that you did do were the only things you could do based on that perspective. The amount of time you spent trying to protect yourself has been based in a limited perspective. In a higher perspective, you would not spend any time protecting yourself. You would simply do what you're inspired to do and see the experience as perfect and then shift to a new perspective after that because the experience will give you information that you did not have before, just like the experience at the retreat. When you act on inspiration, you will have all kinds of experiences. You may judge some experiences as bad because it's a manifestation event, but that's simply pointing out a limitation that you could not see otherwise. When you see it as wonderful and brilliant and perfect, and you've moved through massive amounts of fear to rise to a new perspective and see it as perfect, you will have another shift in perspective. And the faster you shift in perspective, the more beautiful this life becomes for you. And the easier it is to access more inspiration and your natural talents and abilities will come online. When you return to the non-physical, you'll see it all as perfect, but you will revel in the shift in perspective. Now, if you think about that, the thing that you will consider the most beautiful about this life experience is the movement from one perspective to another perspective over the course of your life. The distance between how you thought of yourself at 10 compared to how you thought of yourself the day you transitioned to the non-physical. That movement from low perspective to high perspective is spectacular and is something that expands your entire beingness more than anything else. It's an exponential shift or an exponential expansion. Now, how do you have an exponential expansion in this life? It's not easy because you forget how powerful you are. You forget that you're connected. You forget that you're supported. You forget you have an inner self. You forget who you are in the non-physical. So you put yourself in a situation where you believe yourself to be unworthy. If I was worthy, I would have this and this and this. I would be loved. I'd be appreciated. I'd be adored. I'd be taken care of. I'd be respected. But I wasn't. Well, that's the human perspective. Your non-physical perspective knows how to create a trajectory from one level of worthiness or one perspective to a higher perspective. You don't have to pay attention to what's happening. But if you do, you can work with your inner self along the way. 
you can listen to inner self, hear the inspiration, take the action, and be aware of the shift in perspective. Not from what it means about Pamela the human, not from even what it means about society in general, but what it means about you in the non-physical, and then how it could affect the mass consciousness of this planet. If you were thinking about your perspective shift, not in terms of what it means to Pamela or the fear that Pamela would have to go through, but how it would affect the entirety of the mass consciousness of all humans, it would be a lot easier to act on that inspiration. If you thought you were doing this for your fellow man, if you perceived that your fellow man was you or you were one with all, that you were all here, and that you came forward at this time to make a massive shift, then you can look at your childhood and say, oh, that's why I picked it out. That's why my dad came to serve me. That's why my mom came to serve me. That's why the entire setup was there in the beginning. It was an agreement so that I could have this huge shift of perspective over the course of my life to elevate the mass consciousness of this planet. Then you take it all away from Pamela. Who cares what Pamela experiences? It's not about you anymore. Now it's something much bigger than you. It's all of you. And essentially, that's all what you agree to. If you're listening to this call now, if you're listening to this call at a later date, if you're hearing this information at all, you've all made similar agreements. If you look at your childhood and think, why did I have to be born into that family at that time, those conditions, and why did they have to be like that to me? Well, now you know, because... You had to start somewhere. You had to start from a perspective that was limited and elevate that perspective because you chose to be highly emotional sensitive. Sensitive. All of you did. You chose this emotional sensitivity because you knew it was a superpower. You chose your intellect because you knew that that would allow you to discover information and adopt ideas and philosophies that would allow you to consciously interpret what's truly going on here intellectually at first and then emotionally later when you start to see yourself not as a victim but as a creator of your reality that's a massive shift in perspective when you start to believe truly believe and feel that everything's happening for you and nothing's happening to you that's a massive shift in perspective when you understand who you are in the non-physical that you're not separate from anyone else, that you're on the leading edge of the leading edge of thought, that you've entered an earth reality that's quite different from all other realities, that you get to feel and do and have these experiences, whether you judge them as right or wrong, you get to do it where the vast, vast, vast majority of entities and the non-physical are not prepared for this sort of thing. How are you prepared? Well, you've done it many times and you're an intrepid explorer and you find yourself here at the leading edge of the leading edge of thought. There's no coincidences. You didn't get here by accident and you're not really learning anything. None of you are. What you're doing is remembering. How do you remember? You shift your perspective. As you shift your perspective, you remember more and more and more. Then you start to have unimaginable experiences. And you say, that is interesting. That might be the first time a human being has ever had that experience, has ever witnessed that event. 
has ever been put in that situation. If I'm the first ever to have this experience on earth, it's got to mean something. It's got to mean I'm more powerful than I think I am. You move through this, how am I the one who gets to have that experience? How am I the one who gets to live this life? How am I the one who is chosen to be at the leading edge of the leading edge of thought? How could it possibly be me? Well, you've all come from states of varying unworthiness. You've all done the work to shift your perspective. You've all intellectually understood much of what we're saying here. And now it's time to realize who you all are. When you realize who you all are, you shift your perspective even more. Then you start to be an example because things are happening here and you're seeing through the illusion. You're looking at those who are still in fear and you're understanding exactly why they're worried about this and that and the other thing, why they're trying to protect themselves, why they want to gather together in little groups to, to support each other by complaining and arguing and wishing things were different. You will understand it. And then you will opt out of it because it does not apply to you. It is not true. It has nothing to do with its perspective or with this reality at all. This reality is completely different than everyone thinks it is. There are no limits. There is no limit to the speed of light. Light does not even work the way they think it works. The universe does not work the way they think it works. No one knows how it works except for you and you and those of you who are listening here. You're getting insight. You're remembering. You're paying attention to others who are teaching similar ideas. And it's starting to make sense to all of you because you're remembering it. That's all that's going on here. When you stop needing to protect yourself, when you stop thinking you lack anything, when you stop being specific about your desires, because they're based in lack, when you start to allow the universe simply to match how you're vibrating, you receive the unimaginable. And you'll say, that's not possible. That's not possible. That's not possible. Then you'll give up saying that. And you'll say, anything's possible. Anything, nothing works the way we think it works. There's agreements in place here based on limited perspectives that have been carried forth through generation after generation after generation. Sure, things have improved, certainly, because generally humans feel more worthy now than they did generations ago. There is less fear now. The entire planet has less fear in it. And this is why technology is booming and scientific discovery is coming on the forefront of new ideas. Everything's lining up. There's more communication, more interaction, more freedom to pursue new ideas. All of that's happening because of perspective. Now, those of you who are at the leading edge of perspective, you're opening up ideas, becoming examples, approaching life in a brand new way that others can see. They can see. Gary's had experience of others who have seen what's going on, and they are choosing to live this approach to life as well. They are suspending their disbelief because to live in fear is not a fun thing to do. And to see others who are not living in fear and how wonderful their lives are, how amazing their lives are, how well things are going, they're going to have to give up that fear. 
they're going to have to embrace a new way of living. When they see the example, it makes it easier. They have someone they can look to. They don't have to live in fear. Those are going to start to realize that most of their fears are irrational. And most of the things that they want are just boxes, boring boxes that do not make them feel anything. You still think things are good or bad, right or wrong, better or worse. Sure, that's okay. But there is no right or wrong. There is no better or worse. There is no good or bad. It is whatever you want it to be. You get to define everything. If you want to chase after things that you think will make you happy, you will have an advantage because you have a higher perspective. But because you have a higher perspective, you're also more emotionally sensitive. And when those things do not shape up to make you feel the way you think you feel, where you are at your level, where you're depending on outside conditions to make you feel anything at any time whatsoever, or depending on your identity to get you things that you think you need, it's going to be absolutely frustrating. And there's going to be a bit of inner conflict. The more you let go, the more you're going to have to let go. The more you start thinking new, the more you're going to have to start thinking new. You cannot rise up and try and go back down. There is no way to turn around. Once you've learned something, you can't unlearn it. Once you've experienced something, you can't unexperience it. There will be those who will reflect back to you your doubts. Know that that will always happen no matter where you are. See it as a sign of progress and let them be. Have some compassion and realize by you pushing past fear and thinking in a new way and acting in a new way and being in a new way and having faith that your inner self knows exactly what you intended and the experiences that you must have, you'll be guided to them and you can go through all of those experiences in joy or in suffering or anywhere in between. It's all up to you. There's nothing you have to protect yourself from because every experience that you've chosen for yourself in this lifetime is something you very much want to experience. Protecting yourself from experience is just limiting. And when you become a limitless being, more and more and more limitless, any limitation hurts. It feels painful. The society that you were raised in, the beliefs that they held, were specifically designed for you to come in, feel a bit unworthy, and shift your perspective over time. Your body, everyone you've ever met, the school system that you were in, every single teacher you've ever had, came in with you to support you. Specifically you. Pamela. Not little Susie next to you. Not little Charlie on the other side. Susie and Charlie came in to support you in fourth grade. That was the entirety of their experience. When you can see them from that light and see yourself as the star of this show, you're raising a perspective even more, and more and more of what you truly want will come. When you hold on to this limited idea of yourself in an attempt to protect yourself, who am I to think about myself this way? That's bragging. That's boasting. I'm going to be cut down for that. Sure, if that's your opinion, there'll be some of that manifestation event in there, some reflection of that. But as you allow yourself to be excited by who you truly are 
and realize that this is a great gift to be who you are and that you're not here to serve yourself, not specifically, that your greatest joy is going to come from serving others. Who am I to serve others? Who am I to say anything? Who am I to allow anyone to believe that I have an idea that's better than theirs or different than theirs? You're Pamela. You're powerful. And this is why you're here. This question is going to help everyone. Because if you're on this call now, and if you're listening to this call at a later date, every single person in your life has supported you so that you can get to this higher perspective and become the example of alignment that will allow others to choose a new path, just as you've chosen. Many of you came because you saw an example of someone else. And you saw, what is this Joshua thing all about? What are they talking about over here? And you tuned in and you listened and you heard a voice and that voice resonated because you started to remember. You started to remember your agreement. You started to remember who you truly are and you took the first step. The step is just a step. Whether it takes a thousand steps or a million steps or four steps, it doesn't matter. As long as you are moving along, acting on inspiration, having experiences, thinking in a new way, meditating, connecting to your inner self, and seeing yourself as part of a larger whole, you're doing everything you intended to do. When you hold on to a specific outcome, a specific desire, a specific need, you're dropping down into a little bit of victimhood. That's okay. There's some momentum there. There's nothing wrong with that. But that is not true. You're the creator of your reality, and you came for a purpose. That purpose is unfolding perfectly for you. There is no rush. You desire speed because you think it's going to get you out of the rut or out of this purgatory you find yourself in. You're trying to figure it out because you're intellectual. It all comes down to feeling. When you start to feel, allow yourself to feel because you have guarded yourself from feeling from so long because feeling was painful. When you allow yourself to feel, you'll feel your way right through it. This is the feeling reality. Creation is made through feeling. Feel powerful. Feel strong. Feel who you truly are. And act on the inspiration. Wonderful question. Thank you. Who's next? Joanne. Hi there. I'm trying to think of the, the best way to ask the question. I've been thinking there's been a couple times recently where it seems like things that I've wanted, desires I've had, things I've wanted to manifest, um, that some of them I've, you know, kind of thought about them and almost forgot forgotten about them. Some probably were in my mind. I can't remember all of the things to specifically know um, where they fall in, in that range. But um, there's sometimes where it's almost like if you send a bunch of documents to a printer and then it got backed up and then all of a sudden the queue emptied and everything 
just came out all at once or like if Amazon delivered all your packages and filled up your porch with boxes. And uh, I'm thinking I had to have been in a, the right vibration to receive those things. However, then when they come, you know, there are times where you do get a lot of, a lot of things happen or even a lot of packages arrive and it's like Christmas morning or, oh, yay, it's Amazon day. And, oh, look at all this stuff. And you're excited to do all the unboxing and put everything away. Things that could be viewed as boring or tasks or um, not pleasant, but you're excited to do them. But then in those moments where it's almost like I got all the things I thought I wanted and now it's kind of almost overwhelming or like a chore to attend to whatever goes along the responsibility that is attached to that thing that you asked for <laughs> the maintenance of it or whatever that may be um so i've been trying to figure out what what's happening in that moment when i see everything i wanted and then it's like oh huh excellent if you existed in the vibration of what you wanted it would manifest instantly but because you were in the vibration of what you wanted, the manifestation could not make you feel anything. You already feel that way. And so the manifestation comes to reflect how you feel. But since you feel good anyway, that present that comes to you can't make you feel good. If you remember when you were a child and you really wanted something you did not have and Christmas came along and you got the thing you wanted, you were happy for about an afternoon. And then you made yourself happy. You made yourself play with it because to want it for so long and to get it and to not feel that great about it doesn't seem like that is appropriate. Well, that's exactly what's happening. You want something because you lack it. You effort and struggle to get it. It comes. You feel maybe good for a minute, but it doesn't do anything because you are already at the vibration of that thing. So it cannot change how you feel. Nothing outside of you can change how you feel. Why would you want anything anyway? Specifically, because you think having it would make you feel something you do not feel now. Well, the having it actually doesn't make you feel anything, but the desire for it makes you go along a journey. And that journey is a shifting in perspective so that you can come to the level where you feel something or you feel what you want to feel, and then it's manifested. Doesn't seem like that's how it should work, does it? Seems like if you were learning about the law of attraction, like Gary did years ago, you could use this law of attraction stuff to manifest all this wonderful stuff that you did not have. But of course, it doesn't work that way. The physics of the law of attraction simply state that like equals light. As soon as you become a like vibration, that which matches that vibration comes in. Well, if you think about it, if you could match the vibration of love, then everything associated with love would come into your life. But of course, that would be boring too. Because everything you think you want is just a box, something you've seen before. And you think that thing would make you feel something. And sure, let's imagine that you really want to go on a cruise. Why do you want to go on a cruise? Because your life is boring, it's hard work, it's effort and struggle, nothing's really happening here. You like to relax. And so you use that time to do and be the things that you want. And you use that 
as an excuse to feel good because you know you're going back to the effort and struggle. Now, we promise you, if you were on that cruise for five years, it would have been boring after the second week. The only thing that's keeping you going on that cruise is the memory that when the cruise is over, you're going to have to go back to your old life. Well, what if your life was pure joy? What if you acted on inspiration all the time? You'd be guided to experiences that would shift your perspective. That's what you want. Well, without knowing the process, desire is a good way to shift your perspective. Because if you really want something, you're going to be taken on a journey that will move you through experiences, some of which will be manifestation events, that will make you become a vibrational match or will elevate your perspective so that you're a vibrational match to this thing that you want. And when it comes in, the thing isn't what made you feel good. It's the shift in perspective that made you feel good. And this is why all attainment of physical manifestations never make you feel good. Nothing outside of you ever makes you feel good or bad. You're choosing a perspective that aligns with truth and you feel good. Or you're choosing a perspective that aligns with an inaccurate perception of reality and you feel bad. Why? Because your inner self is holding on to a perspective of perfection. And when you move away from that perspective, you will feel the intensity of the negative emotion dependent on how far away from that perspective you are. Since you're the creator of your reality, whenever you feel like a victim to your reality, you're going to feel intense negative emotion, especially if you're emotionally sensitive, like you all are. If you're moving towards higher and higher and higher perspective, could be through the things you're interested in, through your passions, or even through the manifestation of desires. You're moving to elevated perspectives, and that always feels good because it's more true. When you return to the non-physical, you'll instantly adopt the perspective of your inner self because you will be joined again with your inner self, and it'll feel good. There'll be no fear. If you had that perspective here, it'd feel good here because there'd ha you'd have no fear. There'd be nothing to worry about. There'd be no limiting beliefs. There'd be no wrong anywhere. You would have no manifestation events because you're would have no limiting beliefs. You could not feel negative emotion, be impossible. Imagine shifting your perspective to become a match to something and then not feeling good only because you're perceiving that you should feel good at the manifestation of this thing that you wanted. Now, here's a little bit of a caveat to all of that. By choosing specifically what you want, you're limiting your growth and perspective. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. You could easily elevate your perspective far beyond anything specific that you want. But to want something specific from a perspective of the human, you're going to have to do X, Y, and Z, which is generally effort and struggle to get it. You're going to have to put in the time. You're going to have to set goals. You're going to have to save. You're going to have to forego other experiences because you don't have the money. You're saving up for this new car, whatever it is. If you could just let it go, let the universe take care of you based on your vibration 
and only work on feeling good. Only work on seeing yourself from a higher perspective. Only work on meditating and conversing with others, doing your assignments, your daily spiritual practice. Now, if you consider that work, for many of you, you do. You say, I don't enjoy this part of it. I don't like to do the assignments. I don't like to meditate. I don't like to fill in my daily spiritual practice. I don't have time. I got to get up early. I got to go to work. I got to do all these other things. Well, if this is the thing that's going to elevate your perspective and everything that you truly want comes from an elevated perspective, and as you elevate that perspective, you feel better and better and better and better, and you have an adventure, and because you're an adventurer, that's the only thing you truly want. And that is not work, we promise you. Your work at your work is not work, we promise you. It's just experience. If you felt good, your reality would reflect that back to you. If you have a limiting belief, and that limiting belief is limiting you from becoming who you intended to be, you're going to have a manifestation event that points out that limiting belief. If you prove to yourself that limiting belief is not true, if you find evidence to prove it's not true, if you soften it, and now it's not limiting you, and you receive inspiration, and that belief does not stop you from acting on the inspiration, you'll be moved to experiences that will elevate your perspective if you see it as perfect. If you see it as wrong, you're going to miss the message. You're going to not get the benefit of that experience as far as perspective goes. If you have a manifestation event that said, that should not have happened to me, you're acting like a victim and you're going to miss the information. That information is always there to fill in holes in your belief system. So if you could just go through life joyfully, knowing that every experience that you have is designed for you to elevate your perspective, well then, this is going to be a fun ride for you. Conversely, if you're protecting yourself from certain experiences because you know you feel negative emotion, you're going to be stuck in a bit of a limited perspective. The more limited your perspective, especially if you're emotionally sensitive, the more difficult this experience is going to be because you're going to be swamped with negative emotion. You're going to feel stuck. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to have inner conflict. You're going to have unwanted bodily conditions. You're going to have arguments and disagreements and fights, and no one's going to match up with how you're seeing your reality. You're going to be in more fear. In this reality, fear does not feel good. Fear is simply an indication of where your perspective is. That's all it is. This reality would not work without fear. You'd have no way of raising your perspective without fear. You'd have no way of finding your limiting beliefs. When you soften the fear by seeing it from another perspective, by seeing it for what it really is, an aspect of love, you'll go through experiences. You'll be guided. You'll be inspired. You'll do things that you didn't think you would do before. You will alter that identity, make it malleable. You will not listen to others outside of you. You will listen to your own inner voice. You will gravitate towards people that will support you as you elevate your perspective. You will let go of the things you think you want. And you will just drop those ideals, drop the attachment to outcomes, and see everything as working out for you. 
This will lead you swiftly and surely to the life that you intend to live. That life will feel phenomenal to you. And then you'll strike upon the unimaginable experience. And you'll start to remember who you are. You'll start to look back at your past. You'll start to remember more unimaginable experiences. You'll start to notice things that you never noticed before. Your perceptions will change. Your inner gifts will come online. Your senses will be tuned to a reality that most people will not be able to see. You will actually live in a different reality. And you will remember what you came for. You will be in service to others. From that point, all limitation, anything that you're holding on to will be difficult to hold on to. But by the time you get there, you'll be so tuned to moving with the flow of your life that you'll see it easily. Oh, I was trying to do this. Oh, I was holding on to an outcome. Oh, I was wishing, hoping for something. Oh, I was feeling sorry for myself. Oh, I was not remembering who I was. And you'll drop it and you'll move and you'll be fluid and you'll surrender and you'll stop controlling. This is the life that all of you wanted. This is the life that you came for. This is why you're here now. If you are hearing these words in any capacity, you're on the right track. You got here. You made it. You acted on enough inspiration. Now there's just one thing to do. Keep moving forward. Keep listening to your inner self. Keep acting on inspiration. Keep thinking of yourself in higher and higher terms. Start believing in your inner voice. Start listening. Start writing. Start journaling. Start channeling. Start thinking. Start seeing everything as perfect. You're waking up at 3.30 in the morning? Start talking. Have a conversation. Don't be worried that you're going to be tired the next day. Live by what is happening, not what you think should happen. What you think you should, should happen is coming from a limited perspective. When you start to elevate that perspective, you'll see everything is perfect. Everything is perfect. The way you lived life before was effort and struggle, disappointment, frustration. The way you live life in the future is by being fluid and accepting what is happening. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. But you have to know it's perfect. And when you see it as perfect, you will see what you could not see before because your perspective will be in a place that allows the unseen to be seen. You'll be in the vibration that you intended to be in. The higher your perspective, the higher your vibration, the more you see what's actually happening in this reality. You will see things that physicists don't understand. You will know things that scholars have no idea about. You will look upon the educated of your society and you will realize from their perspective, they just can't see what's happening here. It's going to be fun. And you're going to remember that this is why you're here. So think about who you are and know that it's just a game of perspective. And when you raise that perspective, you'll remember even more. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Well, that was a pretty fascinating episode. I was really deep in the channeling of that one. 
And when I get really deep, I get downloads as it's going through. So I absorb all the information. And I really understood this whole idea of just letting go of your desires and specific things that you want. Let the inspiration guide you. It's really just a matter of following inspiration. And to make it easier to follow inspiration, you let your identity become malleable. You don't hold rigidly on that. Your identity is not true. It's highly limited. No one is who they think they are. And it just gets you in a bit of trouble and makes your life small. We're going to be doing a mass meditation on September 9th at noon. That's going to be a lot of fun. Chrissy is channeling the meditation right now. She'll start to record that. And then we'll send it out to you prior to that date. If you'd like to be involved in that, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Also, we'll be doing another basic training and another foundations course and a boot camp coming up. You can check out foundations and basic training at the website. The boot camp is by invitation only. Send me an email and I'll tell you all about it. Also, the retreat is coming up October 19th to the 23rd. This is probably the most fun thing you could ever do in your life. It's like an adult Disney world. And we do two Joshua lives. We'll do a white light, a Christy medium thing. We have our friend, Rachel, who's an amazing astrologer. And we will have lots of wine and food and great conversation and tons of fun. Have a heart opening ceremony. So if you're interested in having the most fun of your life, check out the retreat by sending me an email. It's probably on the website too, but if it's not, send me an email. I'll send it to Flyer and you can see if it's the right thing for you. All right. Thanks again for being here. Like, subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, post on Facebook, get signs, make billboards, do all that stuff. And we'll see you next time. Bye.